0: Good morning, everyone. We're back with another podcast, and today I have Catherine Nicolau from Sacred Wind Communications. Catherine, if you could introduce yourself. Hi, good morning. My name
1: is Catherine Nicolaou, and I'm the External Affairs Manager at Sacred Wind Communications.
0: Can you please describe what Sacred Wind Communication is and how the company got its start? Yeah, absolutely. So, Sacred Wing Communications was established in
1: 2006, and it's the only rural or the only small rural telephone company in the United States that is focused solely on bridging the digital divide for rural and tribal communities here in New Mexico. Um, Our origin story is a beautiful story that we all love to tell. Uh, So, our CEO, John Bedell, he was the president of Quest Communications here in New Mexico. And he decided to leave his job at Quest and start his own rural telephone company. And he did this when he was at at retirement age. And the reason he did this was because he felt that the needs of the rural and tribal areas in Northwest New Mexico were not being met. So the, the larger company that was providing telecommunications in that area, in the area that we now serve, was limiting themselves to using copper wire to get telecommunications to these areas, and it just wasn't doing the job. And so Sacred Wind was born out of this need to find a different way to, to be more innovative and more creative so that we could provide telecommunications uh, to these rural tribal areas. And we've done that over the last 13 years. Sacred Wind is 13 years old, it's a, it's a teenager.
0: Thank you for sharing that backstory about what Sacred Wind Communications is and what you all do. Um, So I know you said that Sacred Wind Communications is a telecom company, specifically rural tribal communities. And I also understand that the company does broadband access. So can you describe why broadband access is important in rural communities Um, and also specifically for rural tribal communities? Absolutely, and, and so we, we provide
1: telephone and broadband, as you said. Broadband is so incredibly important. I think it's, it's important to remember, though, that broadband is a tool and it's, it's not an outcome. So what we do is we make sure that people have access to some of the highest speeds of broadband or high-speed internet anywhere in northwest New Mexico, especially on tribal lands. But it's important because it levels the playing field. It's important because it gives people opportunities. So we're not, you know, we're talking about the ability to research for children to not have to drive hours and hours to do homework and, and to, to be able to find an internet connection at a library that's hours from their house. You know, to be able to do it at home, to have, for one child in New Mexico and one place, to have the same access as another child in the tribal community. It's, it's about equality, it's about access, it's about opportunities, and, and it's about lifting up future generations of New Mexicans, whether that's to apply for jobs, get a higher education, you do research, you know, it helps to stay in touch with family members, uh, so, so many things that allow for future generations and current generations to just have equality.
0: And with broadband access coming, and with broadband access becoming more popularized and necessary um, in everyday lives of everyone, why has it been so hard, specifically for rural tribal communities, to get broadband access? I I love this question because it's a question
1: that I myself asked when I, I first started at Sacred Wind, and I think it's a question that everyone's kind of looking at, whether it's at the federal level, level, the state level, you know, communities themselves, we're all, we're all wondering why hasn't the digital divide already been bridged? And so, so here's some things to remember. You know, first of all, if, if you look at Just Sacred Wind, the, the area that we provide service in is 3,600 square miles. There's only about two households on average per square mile. So when you talk about getting broadband to a place, you got to first look at the funding, and it's it can be incredibly expensive. Um, and so you got to identify what type of funding you're going to go for. And there's funding at the federal level, the state level. There's grants. There's loans. There's community loans. There's there's all kinds of different ways to do it. But remember that you have to have resources, and you have to be able to have you know the people. And in, in, in all of these funding sources, they take many different processes as well. So it's not like you push a button and you've applied for funding. Um, now, let's say you get funding. Now there's the issue of -of right-of-way and permitting. So depending on whether you want to get service from point A to point B in a tribal area or a rural area, you know, you could be crossing state land, BIA land, BLM land, Forest land, private land. I could go on. There's others, or you, and, and sometimes you're crossing all of those at the same time. And each entity has its own type of right-of-way process. So let's say you've identified funding, you have the resources to apply for this funding, you've gone through the multi-level process for funding, and and now you've gone through the right-of-way process. You're you're years later. This is now years later. You know now you can start building out the network. Um, and then once a company does that, once a company builds out a network. To hours gets the access to an area i think we need to remember company can't just walk away and say all right done digital divide's been bridged you know it takes operating costs it takes maintenance you know the uh, speed requirements are going to go up. In other words, consumers are always going to want higher internet speeds, want more broadband, want to do more with it. And so companies have to go out there, change the equipment to meet the need of the consumer. Um, it's a beautiful industry and it, it's constantly changing, but there are quite a few you know, obstacles sometimes. And the great thing about Sacred Wind is, and, and companies like us, there's other companies like us, these things, when I talk about right away or funding or whatever it is, it, it doesn't deter us. You know, because we're local and we're from New Mexico, it might delay us a bit, but it'll never stop us, and that's why we've been so successful.
0: Thank you for sharing info on the digital divide, why it exists, and what Sacred Wind Communications is doing to overcome that divide. Um, so can you describe the various methods available for providing broadband access and then go into kind of what Sacred Wind offers in that aspect? Yeah, absolutely. So Sacred Wind is unique because we access
1: everything. We use everything we we possibly can to get the service to our customers. Um, And so broadband can be delivered via fiber, via fixed wireless, which are radio waves, via DSL copper, um, There's uh, now there's even satellite. Um, but we just recently struck a deal with Microsoft. It's a Microsoft initiative. We are the only company in New Mexico and one of a few in the country to be chosen by Microsoft to deploy TV white space. So we're gonna use this TV white space and we're excited about it because what's unique is it can go through foliage, it can go through buildings. And so it can reach, hard to reach areas that maybe cannot be reached via fiber because it's too expensive. Maybe they can't be reached via fixed wireless because there's no line of sight. So we're, we're testing TV white space right now and we're very proud of that. We're very excited to have that partnership with Microsoft. Um, so Sacred Wind is, we, we always say we're technology agnostic, which means whatever we need to use, we will use it and we will get to our customers. And one, one really cool example, is we have a solar program. So there are customers in our service territory that don't have access to electricity. And it has been the CEO's dream and, and his goal to get access to get, you know, telecommunications to these individuals, even though they don't have access to electricity. So we devised a solar telecommunications program. So we put a you know with all the permissions and everything, we put a a solar panel outside their home, and once they have the solar panel, they have access to E911 and they can have, you know, up to some of the highest broadband, high-speed internet speeds on tribal lands. Um, So things like that are a wonderful example of how we don't let anything deter us. We figure it out. We use whatever type of technology we need to to get people access and service.
0: So congratulations on the initiative in collaborating with Microsoft. Um, That sounds amazing, especially that you are the only company in New Mexico that's able to do that. So I also know that Sacred Wind is a winning bidder in the Federal Communications Commission, CAF2 Auction. So this means that you're able to provide broadband access to 1,000 new Navajo homes. Um, So can you talk about that and in what specific areas um, you guys are providing your services to um, and what the project timeline looks like? Absolutely. And again, this is something
1: else that we're very, very excited and honored to be able to do. But so we we applied, as did some, I think, other companies here in New Mexico to, to, uh, well, what we did is we were a bidder. We we, we bid in the Connect America Fund uh, auction 903, and we are the only company in New Mexico that is a winning bidder. Uh, only rural telecom company. So we're a rural telecom company. There are other larger companies that won areas in New Mexico. It's a big deal for us because it allows us, like you said, to offer service to a thousand new homes over a 400 square mile area. So the Navajo chapters that fall within those boundaries um, are Chichilta, Coyote Canyon, Mariano Lake, and Pinedale. But it, we are looking at other areas nearby, other other chapters that we can get service to, and so the other Navajo chapters that have limited, you know, areas but small pockets that we can service um, are Yambito, Manuelito, uh, Smith Lake, Standing Rock, Toha- Tohachi. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing some of these correctly. There's another one on here that I, I cannot pronounce. Um, And so as we find customers that are located outside these CAF2 boundaries, we look at our network and we say, okay, can we, you know, how many homes are over there on that ridge? How many homes are, how far away are they? What can we get them? And so we don't just look at the areas that we won. We, we use this as a way. I mean, this is the heart of, what, of who Sacred Wind is. We, our whole mission is to provide service in these areas, um, you know, so that people have emergency, access to emergency 911 and, and high-speed Internet. And so it is quite, quite an area that we're looking forward to reaching. And this, we, we've already started the right-of-way and permitting process. Um, We've already started designing our network, so we are looking to provide service, uh, I would say, first quarter of 2020.
0: Um, Thank you for sharing all that. So I know we talked about particularly this project and how it services 1,000 new Navajo homes. So I was just wondering, does Sacred Wind only specifically provide services for Navajo lands or members, or is it just rural tribal communities in general? Well, the reason Sacred Wind
1: was created was for the the area, our, our service territory, where we serve, uh, there are 22 Navajo chapters in our service area, and that is the beginning and, and the origins of Sacred Wind, and so we will always, always fight and push to provide service in tribal areas um, in New Mexico. That That is, I guess, our passion. But what happens is we find then that other people come to us and say, hey, can you help us? Hey, we'd like service. What about over here? You know, and so all these hands are going up. And of course, we're going to say, how do we do that? How do we get them service? So now we've expanded into other areas, other municipalities. We've worked with other tribes. Um, and so we're, we're
0: very much about helping rural and tribal New Mexico. And going back to the project um, that you had just mentioned, the one that provides 1,000 new homes um, with broadband access, what challenges, if any, might this project encounter?
1: Well, I I guess uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure off the top of my head what challenges we'll encounter because I I feel, and I tend to be a very positive person, but, but keep in mind that Sacred Wind has been successful, and I say successful because we're regarded as a success story by the USDA. Um, We've been successful on some of the hardest-to-reach areas on on tribal lands. And so for us, these new areas, you know, it should be—we've been there, done that. You know, we know what to expect we know how to build out the fixed wireless network. Sacred Wind has one of the most robust fixed wireless networks in the entire country, so we know how to do that. Uh, We've been through the right-of-way and permitting process before, so we've already started that. Um, It'll be, for us it'll be about educating the communities, um, and so we definitely go out to the chapters we do, the, we do fairs, uh, we have customer service representatives that speak Navajo, and they actually go door to door and they know our customers and our customers know them. So they drive out there and they meet people and they talk to them about our services, what we can provide, answer all of their questions. So um, I'm not sure what, I'm sure there'll be some things that we run into, but again, you know, we are going to overcome those challenges and get service. So that's our commitment.
0: So recently there's been a big state and federal push for broadband access, so specifically in New Mexico and then again on the federal level, um, different legislation have been proposed and introduced to provide broadband access for rural tribal communities. Um, How has this impacted what Sacred Wind communication does?
1: So first of all it's really really exciting when to hear and, and now's the time to do this right I mean we hear all these conversations on the federal level on the state level communities what's happening is there's more conversations there's more collaboration and so it's it's really really exciting the initiatives that we see at the state level you know they they take on different um, uh, focuses uh, but but it is especially since we have a surplus, right, from oil and gas, it's a really good time to sit down and talk about what are the best ways to do this. And so recently there was a Rural Networks conference in Farmington, and this was put on by the Public Regulation Commission and the chairwoman. And it was a great conference where there was so much collaboration and coming together. Um, It's really refreshing. The president of the Navajo Nation, President Jonathan Nez, um, he's very much uh, involved with the right-of-way process, and he looks forward to looking at that. And so there's so much collaboration and it's exciting. I think we're going to get a lot done. And Sacred Wind is at the forefront of this too. Uh, we're very much involved with this because it is our passion. And it, you know we know that the work that we do is going to leave a legacy for future generations of New Mexicans long after those of us at Sacred Wind are gone. So we play a big role in, in these state initiatives
0: and, and it's, um, it's something that we find very important. So that was my last question that I had for you, but once again, I just want to thank you for sitting down with me and having this interview, um, because I think a lot of people aren't aware of the challenges of broadband access, but also the importance of broadband access. The key word in this is access, and in that, like Catherine had mentioned, it provides a lot of access to emergency services, but also tribal communities and their schools and their children have access to do research for their homework. Yeah, again, I'm just really excited to see what Sacred Wind Communications is doing Um, and for the specific tribal communities that you all service. Do you have any last words before we end this interview today? Well, Shana, thank you for
1: having me on and, and for this opportunity. Um, I think it's an exciting time. And if anyone wants to kind of follow Sacred Wind and our our success, our progress, our projects, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can visit our website at www.sacredwindcommunications.com. Um, and so it's, it's, this is great. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Bye, everyone.